Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 41, Action, Drama, and Geometry Lessons. You may recall that way back in episode 11, I reviewed a movie called Flatland the Film, an excellent film adaptation of Edwin Abbott's 19th century novel about a square-shaped being inhabiting a two-dimensional world. Somehow, 2007 has become the year of the Flatland revival, with yet another Flatland film out now on DVD, Flatland the Movie. Perhaps world events have been making people more eager than usual to escape into other dimensions. This film has some serious star power, with Martin Sheen as the leading square, Kristen Bell from Veronica Mars as his granddaughter, and Tony Hale from Arrested Development as the King of Pointland. But is it any good? My answer, in short, is yes. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and highly recommend it. Like the other Flatland movie, it follows the basic elements of the novel, but tries to spend more time on plot and less on description. The main character is still the Square, here named Arthur Square, living in a two-dimensional world where nobody is even aware there are other directions off their plane. Adding an element of social satire, the shapes with more sides are in control, and the ones at the top are the infinite-sided circles. The Square dreams about worlds of fewer dimensions, Pointland and Lineland, and then is introduced to the third dimension by a wise sphere from above. For trying to spread knowledge of the third dimension, he is arrested and tried for heresy by his countrymen. There are a lot of cute little animation touches added, such as the Flatland skateboard ridden by Arthur's granddaughter Hex, and the depiction of two-dimensional cars and alarm clocks. The movie also introduces some clever twists, such as a rotating cube that was left intersecting with Flatland to help teach of the third dimension. Flatland the movie is more focused towards educational audiences and is more suited for younger viewers than Flatland the film. It's only about 35 minutes long, probably done on purpose so a teacher can show it during a class period. And while there is talk of trials and executions of errant Flatlanders, in this movie you won't get the chance to see an actual polygon battle or stare at the dismembered corpse of a hexagon. They also go into some detailed explanations of the concept of a dimension, again probably useful for younger or educational viewers. And in order to encourage interest among younger girls, Hex, Arthur's granddaughter, plays a prominent role in the story, unlike in the novel. I do have a couple of nitpicks with how they chose to animate the Flatlanders, though. First, one of the key properties of a two-dimensional world should be that someone looking from above, like the movie audience, should be able to see completely inside the creatures. Thus, internal organs should be visible, and external appendages or body parts should look kind of like cross-sections, since only the outer edges can interact with the world of Flatland. Yet in this movie, the Flatlanders are mostly solid, with only a few discolored blotches to suggest something's going on internally. And the eyes and mouths look distinctly like animations on three-dimensional creatures, which would fit in more with The Simpsons than with Flatland. The biggest missed opportunity, however, was a chance to teach a lesson about rotation and symmetry. If you look at a flatland square facing right with its eye above its mouth, you will soon realize that if you want to turn it facing left without lifting it up out of its plane, its eye will have to end up below the mouth on the left side. In other words, a flatlander is inherently right-handed or left-handed, and without a trip into the third dimension, this can never be changed. Yet in this movie, flatlanders are somehow able to turn around and always have their eye above their mouth, whether facing right or left. My wife came up with a good explanation for this. Perhaps the Flatlanders are amoeba-like creatures with their eyes and mouths floating around internally, and they can quickly float to the proper side of the body as needed. 
This seems a little tortured, though. I think they just oversimplified the animation. Of course, each of these issues were compromises made to minimize any danger of confusing the younger viewers, I guess. And they don't change the fact that Flatland the movie preserves the central spirit of the novel and presents it in a fun and entertaining way that I'm sure any listener to this podcast would enjoy. Since it's so short, my suggestion is that you get both Flatland the movie and Flatland the film and invite all your friends over for a double feature. That's assuming, of course, all your friends are as cool as Math Mutation listeners, which may be a tall order, but that's your problem. And this has been your Math Mutation for today.